You're now listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Random Podcast, presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I don't have no AKAs for today. We got a lot to get through. Y'all niggas know who it is. I'm Jeremy. That's all I got. And I'm joined by my friend and my co-host. Uh, what's up, everybody? It's Candace, not so new at PC on all social media. Um, Adrian is working today, so she will not be joining us, but we will carry on in her spirit. Uh, my AKA today is Akila and the bitch nigga. Uh <laughs> Okay. I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. I, I'm not. The, the B is for bitch nigga because I cannot. Let me just say this: we don't. I don't care if you had you saw the signs and you tried to warn her. Let me ask y'all something: Who the fuck is you that a stranger <laughs> should listen to you on the internet? That's my first thing. That's the one thing I hate about people. When things happen with celebrities, see, we knew it. We called it. We warned it. Who are you? Font. You are a font on the internet. And so using this moment of extreme duress for a a a black mother to get off your I told you so's is very tacky. We could just focus on calling the nigga a bitch ass nigga, which he is. It's it's it is and that to me, that is the that is the biggest takeaway of this is that. People will find a way to reroute accountability back to the victim. Okay. I don't care if she went to that Usher concert booty butt naked with a flashing anal plug in her ass and bent over and twerked. That she do not, that does not mean she should be subject to being abused by the man that she was partnered with and has a child with. Like, there's quite literally nothing you could do to explain away domestic abuse. It just, there isn't. And instead of getting on his motherfucking head, it's a bunch of I told you so's and this is what you got to do, especially from people who don't recover well from non-abuse related trauma. Okay, we have seen this pandemic has shown us that people fell into depressions just by being isolated for too long. Yeah. No, no socialization, no companionship, nobody around to really talk to led people to depression. Losing your job has led people to depression. Fucked up finances lead people into depression. Losing family members lead people into depression. Health issues lead people into depression. And it, it and and not just you know a quick little depression of. I need help finding my way back out of this type of depression. What do you think abuse, especially partner abuse, does to somebody's mental state? Another thing that's very gross is having a lot of I told you so when we tweet and socialize on the internet amongst people who are may survivors. Are survivors. It's, it's just really gross. I mean... It's just Whenever, really, when, it's just really right. fucking awful. Especially when we have the statistics, we have the data, we have the research, we have the knowledge and the expertise that says it takes women on average seven to ten times to leave their abusers 
and leave with their lives. It's just not the time for a lot of reactionary takes. It's not. It's the time for it's time to put that nigga in jail. Shoot, Shoot that nigga. Maim that nigga. Put that we, whole abusive, ugly fucking family under the jail. It's time we 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 said this about politicians. It's time to bring back the guillotine. Yeah. Yeah. Bring back beheading. Listen, they was cooking. I'm not gonna hold you. Not huh. okay. <laughs> we have a we have a we have a packed show. Um and so we're not gonna get into no ratchet shit a week. Honestly, the only thing that I really know to have gone on has been that one lady did an interview um admitting to being uh addicted to prescription drugs but she's still an awful person so i would not like to lend this platform to her and so you know nothing 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 else too major has happened except we're back to a five show lineup yep we are back to a five show lineup and we're going we're going to do it nice and easy. We're going to cover Bravo. And then we're going to head on over to OWN and Carlos King and get into um, the newest season of Bell Collective. And, and it just part two of the last season? Or they're they, they, calling it a new season. It. Yeah, he's calling it a new season. I hate that shit. You're right. Because that was the mid-season. Um, and we're going to talk about Love and Marriage Huntsville. Salt Lake City. Monica should already have her contract for season five. Monica should have her contract for season five. She carrying the show. I'm going to be real with you. She is carrying this season. Nothing that does not involve Monica is interesting. Mary versus Whitney was not interesting. Okay. Angie versus Meredith is not interesting. But Monica versus everybody. Love it. She deserves her contract. And she deserves she deserves to uh be the top snow globe holder because she is ruffling these up bitches' feathers. It's kind of hilarious that someone who is who was associated with Jim is carrying the season, which which this is not like romanticizing saying like Jen is was great because she wouldn't. Uh the bit the bitch deserved to be in jail. But she did keep up the mess of filth and flour. She did. <laughs> Absolutely. As crazy as she is, she did keep up the best field of farm. So it's honestly kind of fitting that someone who was re- close to her doing her criminal activities is doing the same. <laughs> 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 Fellas of the feather, I'll tell you. <laughs> now, what I will say is that this is a group of women who have, for the previous three seasons, have done a lot of their chaos and calamity by way of passive aggressiveness. And they are not sure how to handle Monica being upfront and personal and in your face with the bullshit. Like the closest right. you have, like the close, you're right. And the, like the closest you had was Lisa, but even then, you know. Even then, it's very passive aggressive. A lot of talking behind each other's backs and it just circulating through the group through a big game of elderly telephone, <laughs> old bitches playing telephone. <laughs> Dial up playing rotary phone <laughs> the motorola crazy <laughs> okay playing yeah no cordless playing corded phone it's been a big bunch of that and what i like is that when they're playing this time this game of telephone when it makes it to monica monica is gonna give it to you 
even to her own detriment, right? Monica has stood up in this whole Angie K. Sean situation, and we hadn't, we don't see that from this cast of women. They do every last one of them do a lot of shirking of, of responsibility and accountability when they get caught doing some shady shit. And Lisa got caught firsthand, you know, cameras in her face, summer jam screen this episode because that like people's familial relationships. And this is again, Lisa lives in a bubble. She's out of touch with reality. She can't read a room. She is a dizzy, ditzy, stupid white bitch with money and privilege who, who, pretends to have no idea what's going on in the world around her. Monica's mother is a typical abusive piece of shit parent, right? Very charming on the outside looking in. Everybody loves her. Your mom's so nice. Your mom's so sweet. And behind closed doors, she's a fucking lunatic who, who will not hold any type of responsibility for the ill feelings that her daughter has about her and her upbringing. And let me, let me say this. I understand feeling like you got to do whatever to keep food on the table, but you quite literally dropped your daughter off with strangers and never fucking look back. Yeah. You saddled that girl with a lot of fucking trauma and because you were saddled with a lot of fucking trauma from your daughter. My hope for Monica is that she really goes sit on that lady couch so that she doesn't become, a, you know, an updated version of her mother. Yep. And so, Lisa, you talking out the side of your neck, I don't believe shit. Her mother was so nice. She it, Conveniently, it's about abuse and this, that, and the third. And if it had been anybody else, I might have I agreed when they said this because I do feel like just because you have been abused does not give you the license to then go and abuse. But, you know, in my eyes, Monica has not been abusive. Now, Monica, to me, is dead wrong for spreading that rumor. She makes it, but not abusive. But she's not abusive. And honestly, This is a we- group of women that loves to spread rumors about each other. Infamously, Lisa's hot mic moment against her quote-unquote sister and best friend. I was just about to say, I feel like the reason that Lisa is giving so much credit for Monica Mama is because she uh, uh, abusers or, or people with abusive tendencies of, the, of a feather tend to flock together. Case in point, your behavior towards uh, Meredith. And and Monica said that. She was like, you remind me of my mother. Mm-hmm. You remind me of her. Yes, you're very charming. Mm-hmm. Until until people see that was behind that mask, mm-hmm. and we saw the uh, we saw um the episode on Halloween, we saw firsthand that mama that Monica's mom is a real piece of fucking work. She went from playing the victim to being furious that Monica is holding her feet to the fire, to then telling her, "I don't give a fuck. You need to get over it." it it's quite literally like the 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 typical abuser circle of life the the manipulation the gaslighting it's it's all there the sounds all there which again that's that, that's why lisa's giving so much cover yep absolutely uh, again and and i agree with monica angie why are you sitting standing your big grown old ass there letting another woman tell you to shut up and not to talk <laughs> bitch i would have got the hollering in there hooting and motherfucking hollering would have turned into casey and jojo Oh, well. Ooh, yeah. 
For sure. Because all my life, bitch, I'm going to talk till I feel like uh, getting quiet. <laughs> not all my life. <laughs> and Heather, get a fucking grip. Heather, you you just big, weird, and wide-backed. <laughs> you just big, weird, and wide-backed. Because, first of all, you you barely have a relationship with Lisa after three seasons of you crying about not having a relationship with Lisa, then you finally get a relationship association ship with Lisa. And all you do is talk about her like a dog to other people while being, while being excommunicated from the Mormon church. And then it just comes across like jealousy because you're like, Lisa can do anything. She could be a casual Mormon, but I'm excommunicated and can't come around. That's a you problem because you're ugly. (laughs) (laughs) And you look like John Madden. Uh, All right. All right. But maybe because Lisa is just marginally more attractive and and, uh, we could be honest and she's she's slender that hey they don't mind her having her shoulders out in the church and you wrote a book about being excommunicated and how being mormon ruined your life but you i don't think it ruined your life i think it ruined your life when you got excommunicated but if the if the mormon church allowed heather big wide back uh hunchback of notre dame looking ass back into the mormon church to go to the top of the church and ring the fucking bell quasimodo would be fucking ecstatic <laughs> you are <laughs> fucking quasimodo would be happy but this just goes to show how fake hell he is because how you go three full seasons, like one of your main talking points was about how much of a terrible person that friend Lisa Lisa was and is, which was true. Then j- just to go and k- try to kiss her ass to be friends with her. her as, as a matter of fact, her, Heather and Whitney, like I don't get, I have never gotten that shit. Yeah. Which again, and I have said this, I know I sound like a broken record friend. This it is giving fake, it's giving trying for a storyline and not being honest and circling around circling the wagons. Cause if we we do this fake frenemy shit and fake vying for fake friendship at y'all big ass advanced stages, we ain't gotta talk about what's going on in y'all real lives. Yeah, absolutely. Because you like Heather, you having a a, a mini meltdown because Lisa didn't invite you to a intimate dinner with family and friends who are actively in the Mormon church to discuss Jack's mission while you've shown your like major, your dislike of the situation known in what world would I invite you to that? And for Christ's sakes, and then like, it's pissing me off because this is Lisa we're talking about. And I don't like fucking Lisa Barlow. This is still a Lisa Barlow hate podcast. But there was no reason for Lisa to invite you to anything surrounding a Mormon mission for her child. You're excommunicated from the church, baby. I mean, so and not, and not find only you that, something to do. Not only that, some it's it's a private family dinner. It's, you, you literally are not entitled to an invite. You not. So instead of doing all this him and hunt, go find you. 13 yards of Gucci material to sew together another bustier and leave us alone. <laughs> now, shit. That's all I have for Salt Lake City. And are we ready to... Let's go to Potomac. 
it, I mean, it was a season premiere. It wasn't jam-packed, but in my opinion, it's setting the stage for a lot of mess. A lot of mess. I primarily, so I would, I want to talk about uh, like Karen, Candace, and Wendy. It was Wendy, right? They were hanging together. They sit together, yeah. Um, and discussing this whole Robin Wine situation, and so this is where I am probably going to rub a lot of people the wrong way this season as it pertains to Candace. But I do not want to hear her thoughts and opinions on this when something in the milk is not clean with the way her husband has been behaving. And no, I don't think he did anything inappropriate with that whole Giselle situation. But where there's smoke, there's fire. And so you and Robin are living in the same boat. And what you're accusing Robin of having done last season appears that you'll be utilizing the same tactic uh, because you mom has been the word about uh, these accusations against your husband. When it came out that Monique and Chris were divorcing, you was tweeting up a goddamn storm. When this Robin and Juan shit hit, hit, our sto- hit our social media and our news and our apps, you was tweeting up a fucking storm. Even your husband was tweeting and talking about dishonesty and transparency and you know Andy really needs to be firm and stand on the fact that you could be fired and but now there's some woman saying that she has been fucking on your husband and has had an abortion of his baby and all this other shit and there has not been one tweet to clear that up Especially if y'all, if if that lady was lying without a shadow of a doubt and you have receipts to show she's a fucking liar, friend, you don't feel like something would have been said by now? That's a valid point. Um, especially in the case of Candace, because Laura knows her biggest problem is she don't know when to shut the fuck up. So, I mean, it's, it's valid, 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 valid cause to speculation. I would say that. Yeah. Also, just yeah. don't... Mm, I don't know. I just don't feel that Candace, like even that aside, I really don't feel like Candace has too much room to just talk in general. Cause like your biggest issues, like, yeah, it's fucked up with what I'm doing, but like your biggest issues have more so been with like Giselle, not necessarily Robin. So it's especially as it pertains to like the stuff like with with um with Chris and her. So it's like I just don't necessarily know or understand like the venom because if anybody should be having smoke and they seen they gotten past it like and I mean they rolled the tape back in in this up in this episode hell this fucking Ashley and Robin <laughs> shit Robin was about to beat Ashley it's <laughs> the earlier season yeah so I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. I mean I I just feel like um, yes Chris Bassett was used as collateral was seen was treated like collateral damage last season to try to steer people away from what was going on between Juan and and robin and you know if we're to be honest if oh yeah if, i forgot about that so yeah that is, yeah. That is if foul. you that and is i are a, a, a robin and giselle jeremy and i know some shit is coming up the pipe about your personal life and some turmoil i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna do the same thing we're best friends and if this is the play we making, it's the play we making. 
True. You know, it just is gonna be what it's gonna be. So if, if your cracker of a husband gotta be collateral damage so that we could so we could run the screenplay. <laughs> Come uh, on with the with the pick and roll. <laughs> it's gonna be what it's gonna be. <laughs> now is it's, it right? No. It, but no. is it it is what it is? It is what it is. Okay. <laughs> Um, I forgot about that. So yeah, I take that back. Candace do got got a, a reason to have some smoke. I I I she I definitely got a reason to have an issue. But then at the same time, it's like, mm, girl, it's a white man. So next yeah. caller, <laughs> and then at BravoCon, and shout out to the good sis, um, Brooke, who has been doing amazing things with her platform, and you know, as it pertains to really digging her heels into Bravo, everything Bravo and reality TV. Um, she was a correspondent at BravoCon and got to bump elbows with some of your your best and worst uh, Bravo celebrities. And that was a really cool experience. And there was a video clip going around and a woman in the audience, a white woman, asked, you know, would, would Candace be open to Monique coming back and she goes on this long diatribe about no, she don't need to come back. She doesn't have the qualifications anymore to be on Real Housewives of Potomac. The qualifications. And and uh, the lady said said you know she she read her fulfill some like um how much longer will you have the qualifications? Meaning being married. Ooh. Hello. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. How much longer will you? Ooh, shit. <laughs> and we're all think we're all thinking it in the I mean, day be, and age. I'm, I'm, go ahead, friend. I'm gonna be real, and you know, uh, you you remember I've been on record saying this, and granted, Chris is you know a white man, I I know, but I still feel this way. I'm surprised he don't put up with Candace this long. I'm gonna be real with you. You know, I've just consistently saying that as annoying as she is. Yeah. Well, so for me. The the biggest thing about it for me is that in this in the we are in the age of social media and it is so easy to prove or disprove something as authentic or a lie. There's always receipts and there's always this and there's always that. And so I again I just feel like when we get to a point because Jeremy, how many times have you been accused of being weird in somebody DMs or on the, you weird in person or you've never been accused and you know why you've never been accused? Because you're not a fucking weirdo who does weird shit. True. These like this woman coming forward and she certain things of her story could very well be a lie. But at some point, Chris had inappropriate contact with that lady. And then that lady said, okay, well, give me a hundred on pump 10. <laughs> Listen, with these gas prices, say, hey. She 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 added mad flames. She added mad, you know, fuel to the fire. And, and she may have never been pregnant what? by him. But there, to me, there was some contact between that lady that came forward about Chris Bassett. I'm not saying they even had sex. But you don't have to have sex to be inappropriate, especially as a married man. True. You don't have no business in her DMs, period. So there's something going on. And I feel like we're about to see Candace in her Robin bag trying to deflect away from what's going on in her marriage. Then we get to the scene 
Well, before we move from move from that one, did you catch the shade, or did, were you hollering like I was when they asked uh, when Karen was going on her diatribe about being open and transparent, and then they asked Wendy in the confessional, "Do you think Karen is is honest about everything?" And she said, "Next question." Because <laughs> <laughs> Karen is a liar too. Yeah, because I was, I was sitting here like Karen, you know we we don't see you in four K like beloved. I'll, we can go to like them first three seasons. <laughs> well, well, Robin, well, well, while it's true that Robin and Giselle was doing a lot, you also was lying like shit, Karen. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So that 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 made me holler. Also, Wendy looks good. She looks very good. She does look good. Uh, we we cut to a get together with Robin, Giselle, Sharice, and Ashley. I love how we completely skip and over Mia and G because we don't care. <laughs> I just wanted to, to point me, it out. I just wanted so, to point it out. No, let me tell you why. <laughs> when we were introduced to Mia and G um, two seasons ago, okay, or was it last season? Whenever, when, whenever Wendy's first—I mean, Mia's first season—was on this show, and we saw that she was with a man that was old enough to be her father, we knew what it was. Yep. When we were introduced to her, and she was with a wealthy man old enough to be her father, we knew what it was. Yep. That marriage was transactional. Mm-hmm. And she was a freaky ass frog, and I'm not even gonna say uh, super attractive. She she's she's attractive enough, but then her level of freak got her that ring because she liked to do threesomes and she liked to bring other people in the bedroom and his old freaky ass like it. They was a match made in heaven. She had financial security and he had his light skin freak of the week. So, no, their divorce does not come as a surprise after the financial issues. We've all we all saw it coming. Yeah, I mean, especially considering what's happened on in real time with G going on that she used me, she used me campaign. It's like my brother in Christ. No one cares. Again, we knew what it was. You knew what it was. Yeah, she, you knew. You knew she was a. She you knew she was she was a freak bull looking for some financial security, and you was looking for a freak a pretty little freak bull at your old ass age. What what do you want us to do, sir? So yeah, like again, I I didn't want to spend no time on it. I was just pointing out how hilarious it was that we completely skipped over it. For sure, I've got nothing <laughs> because that's how transactional relationships work. Yeah, when yeah. one part of the when one part of the deal falls through, the deal becomes null and void. The contract is voided. Yep. When one person is no longer carrying through on what they signed up for, contract voided. If the tables was turned and Mia stopped fucking Gordon, stopped bringing other bitches in their bedroom, stopped being the nasty little freak bitch he fell in love with, he would have cheated on her and found somebody younger and freakier than Mia and then divorced Mia and married this woman. So, I mean, chow cheese, get your money up. That's what you do. Don't try to get your honey up or your funny up. Get your money back up. Then go get you a new bitch, a new young trans, a new young transactional freak bitch. Believe mm. us alone. Moving on. Every time Sharice come on my TV screen, she almost don't fit inside the whole confessional box. <laughs> you know, and a shoulder <laughs> off. Who gonna bump who through the earth's core, Heather or Sharice? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um. 
It's definitely a seismic event every time she on screen. Definitely, liquefaction does indeed occur. Truly. Uh, you know, I've some. I have some thoughts and theories on Juan and Robin. The first thing I want to say is Juan and Robin have an agreement. We have, we will never see them discuss this agreement while the cameras are rolling. They have an agreement. Okay. They are together. Yeah. They are together because it is beneficial for them both. Robin stick, Robin stick when it comes to being a reality TV star is, as long as they're talking about me, at least they're talking. If you take Juan out of Robin's equation, Robin doesn't garner any attention or interest when it comes to this TV show. You know what's so funny? Do not lose your train of thought, friend. Because I was watching this because, again, y'all all know, sometimes I watch these these shows on YouTube. And it's so funny you say that because someone in the comments for one of the channels that I watch said, Robin has had zero growth in all of her years on this show. And I'll be damned if that's not true. (laughs) Like, even Giselle has had something. Robin's habitual storyline is one has been the ups and downs and the evolution of her relationship with Juan. And she should be mortified that that is her storyline. Yeah. These women have had storylines. Everybody except Robin and Ashley have had storylines independent of their proximity to men. Yeah, because like I was saying, like even Giselle, like she's had storylines of things out um, with business, even though it didn't go no goddamn well. And with her daughters. Yeah. And with her family, with her dad passing and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, again... We only associate Robin with Juan and Juan with Robin. And so if that keeps the checks coming in, they will stay together because they have been broke and destitute, home foreclosed on, fighting their way out of the trenches, and they refuse to ever go back there again. Yeah, they're not going back to the strip club, Stevie. And to me, it is very painful to watch Robin lie to our face because you can tell she do not give a fuck about what Juan is doing. Yeah. She I don't mean, care. Yeah, she even said it. Now, whether she was saying it, you know, with the real, like we're talking about or, you know, playing it up for the cameras, and she said it in this episode. She don't give a fuck. Like, I truly believe they have an agreement. I can tell that they're not in love with each other. No. They love each other. They're familiar with each other. Th- they they cool. represent for each other the devil you know. Yeah, they cool. <laughs> yeah, they cool. And and they can give their kids a two-parent household. But if you take away the parenting and the friendship, there is no romantic relationship. There's no romantic chemistry between Juan and Robin. Which I feel like you, you can say that since, since they've been on our TV screen. Yeah. I do. I, I Again, like I said, they represent the devil each other knows. But the problem with that is Juan wants more, which is evidenced by these constant little situations he finds himself in as it pertains to other women. Yeah, he wants more, but he don't want it with Robin. But he also ain't going nowhere because of the benefits that you talked about. Yeah. 
he wants more romantically. And should he find it, we will hear news of Juan and Robin divorcing again. Yeah. He is not in love with his wife. It's just been too many of these little situations pop up for him to be happy with Robin as a romantic partner. Because let's be honest, Jeremy, they are fucking newlyweds again. They supposed to still be in the honeymoon phase. Yeah. They they ain't doing nothing. Robin is spending a majority of her time in the press, not talking about let like let's keep it a let's keep it a hundred. If we're gonna dig in, we're gonna dig in. At this time when Robin is a newlywed, the she should be answering questions and discussing what it's like to remarry your soulmate a second time. Like y'all felt like y'all got it wrong the first time, but what makes it right now? What's different this second time around? How do things feel? Instead, every time your wife is on a press tour, she is having to lie about your extramarital affairs or your ex- your outside relationship affairs. Because honestly, yeah. I don't think y'all have a romantic relationship. It's just an agreement. Yeah, 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 not a, yeah, God, damn, Jesus. Because <laughs> yeah, I just thought about it. Yeah, like, like every time you see Robin, like she doing press tour for this nigga. For this, not even for herself, but for him. For the, for his situations. Yeah. And the craziest part is he does not give a fuck enough to say, no, Robin, if we gonna do this, let's do it together. Let me let me speak up for me and what I did. I mean, yeah, he didn't he say it in the episode? Like, he don't care. Like, he don't give a fuck. And honestly, I feel like that cuts two ways. It's, it's one of those things where it's like you read between the lines. Like, he don't give a fuck about what people say. I mean, because he keeps doing it and keeps getting himself in these situations, he also don't give a damn that Robin is in the fire. He don't. He don't. There's to me, and I and we give Robin plenty shit and rightfully so. But I will say that the relationship between Juan and Robin is extremely complex, and it has a lot of layers to it. And so while it's easy to say, well, why she just won't leave him? She could for sure do better. She's an attractive woman. She could do better. It's just a lot of layers to it. I think there's still guilt there from Robin losing all of Juan's NBA money. And a lot of resentment on Juan's part. A lot of resentment on Juan's part. Yeah, he Juan's has never... saying, I'm not going nowhere because you I'm the you the reason I'm broke. Yeah. Like I feel like Juan, he'll he'll never admit it and he'll probably never say it. But I do feel like he has a lot of resentment towards her for losing for losing all that money. And his attitude towards her reflects it. Like, yes, he got love for her. They have two kids together that they love. But as a whole, he has had to scratch and claw so goddamn hard financially because of Robin. So he's not going nowhere. It's not while the getting is good for her. Right, exactly. And I mean, then especially considering, you know, what went down with him at the college. Yeah, to which I know they're not going to talk about that. Right, (laughs) And that's a whole nother can of worms. Because, boy. I, I I just, I don't believe any of the stories Juan has told. I don't believe that you were so nice. Because they're not even good were, stories. You were stupid. I don't believe that a woman that you barely fucking know 
would DM you and say, hey, I lost my wallet. Can you pay for my hotel? <laughs> like, boy, I think that's the other thing. It's, been, it's like, like, you can't even come up with a better lie. One. Like, come the she fuck got on. family, she got friends, she got a whole man, she, but she DMing you, she can't even call you directly. <laughs> she, got to, she got to DM you to get no, I don't believe it. You definitely paid for that hotel because you fucked her in it. You de- this is not this the first or the last time this is gonna happen. But what I do think is you and Robin have now added to that agreement being low key. Yeah. Like I'm a like I let you cheat in peace, nigga, but don't don't embarrass. Me. Mm-hmm. Like whatever you doing in the dark, don't let it come to the light, nigga. Like that that that's really what it is. Yeah, definitely. So and, okay. go ahead, friend. Now I was finna say, Juan, if you gonna if she letting you cheat in peace, be smart, nigga. Don't be sorry, ho, be careful. Yeah. If you cheating in if I I won't even say cheating. If you're trying to find the love of your life within the confines of whatever this agreement is you and Robin have, you can at least fuck with women that got as much as Robin or more. And they don't want to be using their interactions with you to find fame and go viral on social media. Right. That's all I'm saying. Former college head coach, former NBA player, former college superstar, and the best you could do is bitches who lo- you claim lose their wallets and can't afford a hotel. You're right. Please. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, that girl didn't lose her damn wallet. She lost her damn cervix fucking with you. That's what it was. For sure. You motherfucker. Like, like you don't even lie good, Juan. Damn. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So. so oh, you want to talk about the meme of. Um, I mean. They was just sitting there watching her lie. I don't know what advice they they think they going to give her to two people that's only married on paper. They're not spiritually married. They're not their souls are not connected. They're con- not in love with each other. They just together. I was confused at bringing Sharice on there. Well, sometimes you need to have security close by. <laughs> and it ain't a motherfucker she can't protect with them shoulders sitting on her body i mean i get it in concept because it's like oh sharice has been through what you're going through so she can offer advice and it's like yes but no like who the fuck wants to listen to sharice yeah like why do we need this especially because like uh, knock on wood like if any like uh, again we all know robin don't give a fuck at this point like what like we talked about like if there was any motherfucker that could at least at bare minimum, like, quote unquote, talk some sense into her and have be more relatable, literally Giselle, because literally past the holy whore, like, what, like, so what is we doing bringing Sharice on here to have a fucking heart to heart? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I just feel like they're hell bent on making Sharice a friend of the show. But she don't offer nothing. We don't know what's going on with her. She don't have nothing going on interesting in her life. To me, Sharice serves the least purpose, as a, even as a friend of the show. Right. Everything that she brings as a friend of the show, like, is filled by people who are still, who own the show currently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you think was... we'll... Oh, no, I was going to say, it was a pretty decent season premiere to me. I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to take away from it. Um, and I'm looking forward to all of the mayhem. We'll, we'll definitely see. It was. It wasn't a bad. It was. 
it wasn't a great season season opener, but but it wasn't bad either. It was solid. Yeah, it was solid. Well, Married to Medicine is back as well, child. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so mm. okay, mm. okay. Now let's clear this up because I don't like to be leading with misinformation. So Toya did not introduce Letitia, aka Sweet Tea, to Doctor G. Sweet T jumped in Dr. G's DMs and said, I could give you what you want. And it was on like Donkey Kong from there. Because sir, put a pin in that and circle back to the type of nigga he is when we get to talk about him. Because boy, I've been the, the second thing is that lady say she 31. <laughs> like, is is it like 31 in dog years? <laughs> <laughs> like is we carrying the two multipliers? No, no, because no. Listen to me. Listen to me. Toya is forty-seven, and yeah. look how she look. <laughs> you are and so I'm saying this. Shady. No, no, I'm saying and this is a this. And y'all know I don't like Toya, but this is a compliment. When I say that, I'm saying we're talking about Toya is inching towards the fifty club, and she is fucking beautiful. Got <laughs> body, got face. Okay, but y'all expect me to believe her bitch Stewie is only 31. Bitch Stewie is hilarious. That is her, that is, Sweet Tea is Toya Stewie. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch Toya. (laughs) Not not Sweet Tea is Toya's teller. That lady got that stroke mouth. She ain't got no style. She ain't got no grace. She ain't got no grace. She She don't know when to shut the fuck up. She don't know when to keep her cars close to her chest. But <laughs> this, to me, this, her and Dr. G deserve each other. Yep. This, you wanted this, a woman who was going to be at your beck and call and could give you what you wanted. And she wanted some financial security. Mm-hmm. That's, she got what she is after. And the the other thing about it is, we know what type of bitch Sweet Teeth is. When did you call her Sweet Teeth? Yes. Show title. We know what type of bitch Sweet Teeth is because we saw in real time how awful Dr. G was to Quad for multiple seasons. And you ran head first into that little ass nigga's DMs talking about I could give you what you want. Then... And then you let the nigga move you into the house he shared with his ex-wife, a house that she picked. Nasty. Like let me tell you something. You saw. Like, cause if you were bold enough to jump in this motherfucker's DMs talking about I can give you what you want, you know who he is. You know what show he was on. I, I know you saw the reunion. This motherfucker on wax, on camera. They even rolled it back in this open episode. You saw that motherfucker admit to abusing Quad, and you still jumped in his DM on that type of fuck shit. Hmm. A match made in fuck boy and fuck girl heaven. Or hell, rather, because both of y'all can go to hell. And I, I said this on Twitter multiple times, and I'm going to say it here. I... The fact that this motherfucker is even back on this show and the fact that all of them, both husbands and wives, are still cool with this nigga and never stopped being cool with this nigga. Despite despite what he is, what he's done, and who he is, it's very disgusting. 
I find it very appalling. I find it very disgusting. And no matter how much I may feel about some of them in a positive light, that is always going to be in the back of my head. And I'm going to always have a side eye smoke for all of y'all because ain't no fucking way. Mm-mm. Ain't no fucking way. Like, regardless of how you feel about quads, like him and Quad and they interpersonal marriage, this motherfucker is on waxing on tape saying that he abused her. Y'all was there. Not to mention, because, and, and while we're here, okay, we we can go ahead and, and kind of get into it. And we'll circle. Well, let's wait, because I want to talk about Cecil, Cecil's bitch ass. Him, let's go. We used to give Cecil a lot, but you are really a bitch. And let me tell you why I think Simone and uh, why I think Toya have so much vitriol towards Quad. It is because they have made marriage their personality so much so that they convinced uh, Dr. Jackie to stay with her husband after he cheated. A nigga as ugly as Dr. Jackie's husband, those women acted like he was the cat's fucking meow and she couldn't do any better than him. You know, those same ladies convinced those same ladies convinced Simone not to divorce Cecil. Because wasn't women, it cause, huh? Because wasn't it, if I'm remembering correctly, please correct me because you know your memory better than mine. Wasn't it like Simone, Toya, and Heavenly, the biggest proponents of like Jackie not leaving. Everybody else was kind of like, you know, it is what it is, you know, we'll still yeah. support you. But those were the main three saying like stay. Yes. Yep. Okay. I, I, these I thought women, these these women treat marriage like a personality trait. And not only did Kwai have the audacity to leave her husband, who is a doctor. She left and went on and created a fruitful life for herself. So she left and was not subjected to struggling. So when this lady sitting here giving a tour of this fucking house, meanwhile, Kwai had a house built from the ground fucking up and did not need to suck a doctor's dick to do it. I believe, and I want to talk real quick about the interview that Dr. Heavenly did with Carlos King. And I don't, you know, I'm very middle of the road with Heavenly. I could take her, I could leave her. Okay. She has very funny moments, but I could take her, I could leave her. And but this interview is one of the reasons why I don't care for Heavenly. And again, it's because much like Robin, she does not care who she makes collateral damage so long as she can stir up, stir the pot and stir mess. And Heavenly said in this interview with Carlos King that she recommended Sweet Tea for this show because she basically wants to see Quad bully her. She she basically said she wants her on this show because she country, she loud, she not used to nothing, she can't dress, she can't decorate, and she was talking cash money shit and that this her being with this group of women will bring her up to their level. And once she gets to their level, she's not going to stay with Dr. G because the, she'll be making her own money. I, and that Quad don't that she want to, you know, if her and Quad, she she don't want it with Quad, even though she talking shit. And here's my thing. Don't bring nobody on no show. 
to treat them like the the weird kid in the class and hope they get bullied on Hold and beat on, up got, on. There's so much to cause see because I didn't because I know she did the interview, but I didn't uh watch it. Uh, the only thing I saw was like a clip where she was like, uh, she not bright because she's like speaking without thinking. That's the only thing I saw. Hold on, we got the dissecting. So, if I'm getting this correct from what you just told me, Frank, Heavenly was one of the biggest performances of bringing her on because she wanted to see Quad bully her. And I guess by proxy, the rest of the cast bully her so that she'll be up to their level. So that she'll level up and leave Greg. So you really just wanted to bring this woman on so hell can break loose and you can humiliate her, Greg, and hell, also Quad. Because why are you even bringing Quad into this knowing the history there? So, Heavenly, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> you, need to, you need to take Heavenly out your damn name because ain't nothing. You devilish. You a devilish bitch. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, she said she absolutely said that she she recommended her for the show, which then that to me that calls into question what Quad was saying about how production didn't tell her that they were bringing Quad and Sweet Tea on, and how her her coworkers don't have a say in who they bring to the show because Heavenly is sitting here admitting that she recommended her and Doctor G for the show. Right. So is it Uchi Wally or is it one mic? I think I think I think Quad might be right in that production didn't tell her, but it might be not it might not be the truth that they have no say in who they bring on. Because she or honestly that she didn't know or she was blindsided because if Heavenly is your girl, she should have told you, Hey girl, I I think it'll really be, you know, a hell of a season if we could get your ex and his fiance on this show. But right. But I also feel like Heavenly is smart enough to know that Quad would be like, bitch, what? So that gives credence to, you know, what you're saying is that Quad just might have legit just been blindsided, which I believe more than anything to be. Um, I don't know. I don't know if she was blindsided more so. I can't put my finger on it. I feel like hearing that Heavenly helped orchestrate this, somebody certainly could have let her know. And if she was blindsided, that says a lot about her friendships with all of the ladies, including Heavenly. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, But, you know, I don't know what Phaedra's purpose is going to be, but I about hollered when Heavenly said, you don't never know when Phaedra's telling the truth or not. <laughs> and that was nothing but the truth. I also love that. I'm listen, listen. I know y'all give that read a lot, but can we please retire the pizza? Like, goddamn, can we please let it go? I get it. I get it. It's iconic. It's 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 nostalgia. It's 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 a moment in housewives history. I know, but that's damn near Phaedra's only claim. Can we please put it to rest? It's bad enough you got the bitch on my TV, but can we please let it go? And it was rehearsed. Also that. Like, can we please let it go? Please, for the love of all things holy. For for the love of all things heavenly, can we please put it to rest? Please. And also, I mean, granted, it's the first episode, but uh, I've enjoyed air quotes around that. Phaedra on other shows like um, uh, Marriage Retreat than I did this first episode of her on this show. I'm going to just keep it a buck with you. Like, it just feels like she's just there. Yeah, she just, she just, 
to me, I feel like she's a buffer between Quad and the rest of the girls. Yeah. Um, and I'm okay. I mean, I guess I'm okay with that. Now, what I want to say is that see, so you had a lot to say for a nigga who is only still with your bitch because y'all more than likely don't have a prenup and she would have to pay you alimony. Mm. You and Simone couldn't even finish our relationship advice book because it was taking y'all down a dark path that was going to lead y'all back to divorce. Don't nobody give a fuck about you and talking about, oh, he upgraded. Who did he upgrade to? Because let's keep it a buck. Sweet tea can't hold a candle to quad physically. True. Or in the kitchen. True. Or in the success department. True. And then y'all keep asking why should Quad stay on the show when she's not married to medicine. If we gonna keep it a being here, Quad is closer to medicine than, than a lot of motherfuckers on this show besides the doctors because Quad does have a degree in biology and she True. minored in chemistry. Quad is one MCAT score away from going to medical school. True. If she showed you. And she worked in the medical field. I think she did worked in like pharmaceutical or medical supplies or something like that. Yeah. Which is how she ended up meeting Dr. G. Yeah. I mean, it just goes back to what you were saying is that marriage is these marriages, their personality. Cause like outside of the doctors, because like of of the of the of the of the cast members who are not doctors, both uh male, both men and women, what the fuck do they do? Yeah. Nothing. Cause Cecil allegedly do real estate, allegedly. Toya is Toya. <laughs> Who else? Like what? Um, Curtis Uglass is. I guess he's still coaching. I guess. Yeah. And them the only three that that come off the top of my head. Like Quad has like a career that like people know. Like you can point to. Like that's what the fuck she do. We don't know what the fuck the rest of y'all do. And I don't want to know, but I want y'all to stop acting like you know you need to be a wife on it to be on this show. You need to. It's just very weird. She started off as an OG member, and I just feel like it's one thing to bring in non-married cast members or whatever, but to have this attitude towards one of the original cast members, it's just giving hating-ass nigga and hating-ass bitch energy. Yeah. And see, so give it a fucking rest, because you are married to Mr. Ed. I mean, not only that, like, you talk... Not only that, like, bro, your whole marriage was about to fall apart because you was up here texting bitches that's not yours. So, like, I just find it funny that y'all got all this shit to say about Quad when y'all marriages, all of y'all marriages is like two inches away from disaster. Y'all, y'all are one needle away from not being married to medicine, you damn self. And it just goes back to like how much venom y'all have for Quad that is just mean and unnecessarily rude. Like, like, and I said this on Twitter. I said again, like, Quad ain't perfect. She has her moments where she where she annoying. She got her moments where she nasty as all hell her damn self. But that is quite literally all of y'all. So like, there's no reason for y'all to have like this much smoke and nastiness of venom. Y'all don't have this much venom for a motherfucker that put hands on quad. Y'all still friends with this nigga. Got him and this new bitch on the show. Yeah, y'all are so mean and nasty to quad because she not married to medicine. Who the fuck cares? Who the fuck cares? And let me, I want to talk about the, uh, first of all, Phaedra's shade towards Sweet Teeth is fucking hilarious when she talked about them shorts she had on mm-hmm. and how she ain't had no ass in the back. <laughs> no ass at all. Uh, 
Toya is using Sweet Teeth as leverage to get under Quad's skin. And what I think is the funniest part about this, and I pray, I don't want to see a Quad versus Sweet Tea type of situation because Quad left that marriage, Quad filed for divorce, the divorce got handled, and she went about her business. Nothing about this is Quad, is Dr. G leaving Quad and she bitter and she the bitter ex-wife. She left. He didn't even want to get divorced. He wanted to work his marriage out. She left him. And by working the marriage out, he wanted to break Quad down enough to succumb to his to his his desires while not trying to be a better man and partner. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't I don't need to see no Quad versus Sweet Tea type of situation. And I just thought it was real fucking weird for Toya to be bringing Quad up at this lady's uh bridal or bachelorette shower, but whatever the fuck it was. Like, why would you? And I'm glad that Sweet Tea had enough wear and thought to be like, we're not about to dis- discuss Quad. Well, yeah. That's that's why she even being brought up. She shouldn't be a topic of conversation. Yeah, I I will. She she had enough sense to do that. Now, will she keep up that sense? I don't know, but at least she had enough sense in that moment. And Toya telling the girls how Quad had a DUI. Quad did not have a DUI, and it looked like the preview for tonight's episode as we're recording this on a Sunday. It says that Quad was stopped. She refused a field test. They cited her, and the case was thrown out because they didn't have a reason to even require her to do a field test, a, sob- a sobriety field test. Yeah. It, it's. I find it so funny because, like you said, Toya is using Sweet Teeth, <laughs> that name, to get on the Quad skin and have an agenda and basically, like, like you said, be her bitch Dewey. Toya was that for Mariah. I'll take it one further. Last season, when the uh, the dentist lady was on and she was reading Toya down for filth about how bad her finances was and about all the liens, loans, loons, locks, and and gates and chains around their finances still that Toya be trying to sweep under the rug. She was crying bloody murder about how you got to be bored to be digging in people business like that. But here you are running off with some shit that's not even true. Mm-hmm. You just got a real nasty spirit. Mm-hmm. Real nasty. And again, mind you, all of this, all of this discourse between Toya and Quad started because Toya was running with rumors from Simone about Quad fucking her contractor to get repairs done in her home. So it's just kind of like. You all this anger, all this vitriol that Toya seemed to got have for Quad, it's because you can't live the same lifestyle Quad is living without access to Eugene's money. Hello. And that's why Eugene ain't fucking you how you want to be fucked no more, because he working 14 positions all in the same hospital. He working 14 positions and no problem on you. He the chief of emergency medicine. He the he the doctor. He the nurse. He the janitor. He the he the front desk receptionist. He the call log operator. He got to do every fucking thing so that you could keep up with the goddamn Joneses. You worried about the wrong shit. Yeah, he got that man got fourteen jobs, and by the time he get home, he can't do the one. He he too tired to do the job of making you nut. 
So it's like, please. Just, 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 so, just so you can be aggravated and then throw it back in his face. Right. And not and not the kind of throwing back you want to do. Hello. Um, the, no, I was just saying, I mean, that was the season premiere. I'm kind of looking forward to it. We keep seeing this clip of Quad and Phaedra showing up at her bachelorette night or bachelorette party or whatever. And I'm fucking hooting and hollering. And Sweet Tea having a meltdown, and we see Greg being the same old Greg, constantly throwing in this lady face how much money he's spending and what he buy and what he pay for. You know, just being typical fuck nigga Dr. G. Mm, that's typical fuck nigga Dr. G that Sweet Tea specifically went out of her way to try to snag. Absolutely. But it's it's good to have Potomac and Married to Medicine back. It's been a long time coming. Glad they're back. Literally, they're it's lineup. been like eight or six years. Yeah, we had we had to ditch basketball wives. I'm gonna still keep watching if it's worth discussing. Maybe we'll put it on the Patreon. But uh, you know, a five show lineup. Um, yeah, it's it, just it was, it was more these, the five shows we're covering are giving more than what basketball wives is giving at the moment. So. That's where we at. But stay tuned. After the break, we're going to come back. We're going to make our way over to OWN, where we discuss Love and Mary Tunsville and Bell Collective, which is back on the docket. And I, I got a lot to say. So stay with us, and we'll be back in a second. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We hope you went and got you a nice little glass of wine, a beer, a shot, a blunt, an edible, whatever you need, because we're about to get into these own shows, Love and Marriage Huntsville. I I enjoyed this episode for, for many, many reasons, uh, but I will, let's say, this is an episode where there were no Scots involved, thank God. No Kimmy, no Maurice, no Marceau, no Letitia. You're right. And nothing was lost. You're right. Nothing of value was lost. Nothing was lost. So I am so glad that Stormy held Tiffany's feet to the fire because you have been acting like you are so much better than a woman because she is battling addiction to drug, prescription drugs, and like you some Miss Hotshot while you sitting up here with that thin ass weave in your head, lonely going through postpartum and your husband ain't never around to help you with that fucking baby. You who are you better than exactly? Please tell us who are you better than? Because we have seen you on multiple multiple occasions in this season, whining, fighting, boohooing, begging, borrowing and crying for your husband to be present and accountable as y'all are new parents again. And he's still his big, funky, monkey, musty looking ass. I never know where to be found. Who are you better than exactly, Tiffany? You are a single mom that's married. You are partnered and you are still a single parent. Everywhere you have to be, you have to be there with that baby and you don't have a support system in your husband. Who are you better than? 
I'm very glad Stormy called you out on it. And she stood 10 toes down. She didn't let you back her up or this, that, or the third. She said, yeah, you're being unnecessarily mean. You're saying awful shit, claiming that you better than somebody and that Kiki is not worthy of being around us because she cause she a drug addict. Yeah, you implied all of that in that fucking interview. You definitely did. For a motherless bitch, you have a lot to say. Mm. <laughs> it looks like you really feel, friend. I'm just saying, we not that far removed from you driving down trying to figure out your loving V Virginia ass family history. <laughs> yeah. Please get off the gas. I just, I, I think what was most striking for me, and this has been Tiffany, this has been Tiffany's MO since her and uh, Lewis came on the show. It's like she starts shit, talks shit, is in everybody's business, but when confronted on it, she always has that same shock Pikachu face. And this it's like, again, this, if you go, if you, you can't be a villain and a victim at the same time, if you don't fuck around, Fuck around expeditiously. If you gonna if you gonna stay in folk business, be prepared to stand on business. Yeah. Like if you if you gonna be if you if you gonna be messing, be a monocle. Own that shit. Yeah. But this backtracking and stuff, and yeah, I was and I I think what got me was Stormy was she was stand Stormy was standing ten toes down and holding her feet to the to the fire without, you know, going there. Cause you know Stormy can go there if she wants to. But it was it was the most calm. It it was the most it was the most focused girl you tried it I've ever seen Stormy, and I liked it. Yeah, yeah. It was a focused way of getting someone together who ain't got it together. Yeah. Um. Speaking of who ain't got it together, <laughs> Segway Jones. So I had some commentary. Um, let me say this. This name change ceremony was absolutely over the top and dramatic as fuck. <laughs> okay, and I, I'm glad we here. And let me just hey, but I loved it. And I'm gonna tell you why. This show would not exist if Mel had walked away when she found out that Martel was cheating on her. And she found out as they were filming, and she was going to walk away from the show. Quite literally, Mel has had to bear the brunt of everybody's opinions and judgments and jokes and just nastiness also that these other motherfuckers could get a bag. Like, I don't think we've ever really let that sink in that if not for Melody saying, okay, I'll still do the show, none of these motherfuckers would have this show as a platform. Yeah, because Lord knows they couldn't carry them they damn selves. Martell cheating on Mel... And subsequently impregnating this lady on more than one occasion and all of the things that spawned off of that, you know, Mel having another baby while trying to work it out with Martel and all the other shit that came to be. This show is does not become what it is without that unex, unexpected, organic piece of the puzzle. Yeah, Carlos King should thank his lucky fucking stars because something that was not supposed to happen. He caught lightning in the bottle. Yes. And subsequently, it led to so many other great things for him and this franchise and other shows. But we have got to be honest that without that piece of the puzzle, Love and Marriage Huntsville does not get a second season after the pilot season. So 
I feel like she should be able to have an over-the-top, dramatic, whatever name change ceremony because she is quite literally the reason people on this show are able to get the check that they're able to get. And they're, she is the reason why this show is considered the flagship show of all of the shows that Carlos King is putting out. Why it's his baby. It's his most successful, and we all know it. But that doesn't happen if Melody says, no, I'm not, no. This nigga cheated. I'm not. I'm not filming. Um, but do you know how much you gotta hate a nigga to change your name back, even though y'all share four kids together? She <laughs> hate that nigga. She hate that nigga with a passion. And I don't blame her. I don't blame her because as we've seen in this last, the most recent episode and and the episode before that, this man is a fucking narcissist and a fucking weirdo. Why would why would she want to keep the last name of a nigga who had a, 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 a outside baby on her? Yeah, didn't I say last episode that like it don't make sense to have so much emphasis on the name when you didn't respect the name by cheating when y'all was married? Didn't I say that or something to that? Effect? And don't respect the name now. You constantly running back and forth between all these bitches that don't amount to nothing. Sheree, the, your baby mama. But then you on here talk about you wish you had your family back. You go from one fucking extreme to the next. You don't have a sense of self. You don't have a stable roof over your head. You don't treat women good. You don't handle business well because incest wines ain't in storage yet. The name Hope don't mean a motherfucking thing. It really don't. And all of that is your own doing. Huh, for sure. Speaking of that, though. Um, we get introduced to the Fletchers. But keep put, put, get them on the show full time. So, according to Carlos, they tried to get the Fletchers initially, and Nell was like, Mm-mm. but when she seen how that bag started coming in, she said, Uh huh, yeah. So, are they gonna be on full time, or they're just gonna be kind of seasonal? I think maybe this season they're friends of the show, but I think next season they'll be a full time couple on the show. So the first thing first is Miss Nell got that thing on her. I, hey, 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 hey! Listen, and and, and Chris not and Chris not a bad looking man. I, I no, I they like an attractive it. couple. Miss Miss Nell, Miss Nell got that thing on her. You can see it from the front. I, hey, I, I, I would like to see it. She is a pretty woman. She is. She is. She's a pretty woman. Um and. And don't take no shit because she was not don't, taking Martell shit. Don't take no shit. And Chris gonna get in Martell shit because I agree. Why the fuck is you yelling at my wife? Why are you raising your voice at my wife about any fucking thing? And we supposed to be friends at that. And two, why you the only motherfucker running around telling talk about you gotta choose a side. But you know what? The person that's wrong typically takes that attitude. Yep. <laughs> hey. Mel don't need nobody to take sides or choose her side because Mel knows that she ain't did shit wrong. And all she's been trying to do is move on with her goddamn life and reestablish herself as Melody Rogers. Not once have she told Nair motherfucker to choose a side. If you friends with him, you can't be friends with me. When she feel like that about something, she removes herself from the equation instead of telling motherfuckers who they could be friends with. Yeah. Now she might have thought it, and she might have moved a bit accordingly, like y'all not as close as y'all used to be, but she had publicly gone around and said it because she's smarter than that. 
Your stupid ass, on the other hand, Martell, you going around making that shit your storyline. For sure. And notice how he's on. And my thing is, pick a side for what? I guess is 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 my thing. Like, pick a side for what? Like, why do I gotta pick a side when I when we became friends with y'all both? Right. This not no destiny situation where destiny was Martell friend first and she chose a side. She 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 chose to stay friends with Martell. Ain't nobody running around here kicking, screaming, and crying about the shit. Right. So now all of a sudden people got to choose sides. And even then, like, my my nigga, I, I won't say in Christ because, honestly, you can go to hell. But, like, you are literally the cause of this. Like, literally everything bad that's happened is your fault. So if you want people to pick a side, you really don't. It, like, if you want, If you want people with some principle to pick a side... You really don't want to be doing that because most people with sense are going to pick male side. And she ain't even asking people to pick side. Use the fuck nigga. You fucked that up. You did all of that. You are the reason your life is hell and it's tumbling down. Yep. Hump the dump that sat on a wall. Hump the dump that fucked around and had a big ass fall. You being the hump the dump the ass nigga. Yep. Big bald head, little suit wearing ass nigga. Um, we also get a glimpse into the family life of the Fletchers. First of all, beautiful family. True. Uh, but I'm with Miss Nail, bitch. You not getting Nan dog back while you owe me ten thousand dollars. <laughs> I had to get medication for your dog. I had to take your dog to the vet, and I had to help you bond out of jail. I'm keeping this motherfucking dog until I get my ten thousand dollars. Not a penny, not a penny less than what who, you fucking owe me. Who kept the dog? Stay your stupid ass out of jail. A, a damn shame what they did to that dog. And speaking of money and shit, I'm glad, and I would hope that we get to see more as it pertains to Stormy and Canvas Beauty because. On this show, she has the most successful business valued at millions and millions of dollars. True. And her, to me, when you talk about black entrepreneurship, you need a stormy because the Scots do not tell the truth about being entrepreneurs and business owners. They lie and they act like they don't have their mishaps whole time. They got all kind of fucking lawsuits mounting against them. But yeah. we'll not talk about it. I think an important aspect of talking black business owners, black business ships, black entrepreneurs is being honest and transparent about the ups and the downs. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed seeing Stormy on this episode be really open about the ups and downs she's gone through with, with Canvas Beauty. And even the guy that's the COO saying he came in on the brink of this company being about to hit financial disaster and ruins and they were able to turn it back around that's to me that's the type of conversations you have with black people who consider owning some type of business true what you don't do is whatever the hell they did on bill collector segway jones (laughs) so few things that happen i want to say that leticia is the big girl who was not popular in school and now she overcompensates as an adult and she just wants to be in with the cool crowd and it does she doesn't care if it comes at the expense of having her own opinion 
or hopping on bandwagons because there is no way that you don't find it weird as a grown woman that multiple women who don't fool with one woman only ever want to discuss this woman with you in negative capacity. You and so Gucci had a whole conversation dogging out Latrice. Essie and Marie showing you an interview. Why would they of all people be watching interviews of Latrice? Hello? Only to, bring, only to bring it back to you negatively. According to Latrice on Twitter, she said it had been weeks and Letitia thanked her for, you know, how she was being transparent and honest at that uh, nine to five or where she made the nine to five comment about which I've seen the whole video of what she said. And she was not saying fuck nine to fives and they not important. What she was saying was if you own a business, but you're still working nine to five until that business takes off, you want to get that business up running and successful because who the fuck wants to continue to work a nine to five while they run a business. That's how she said it. That was the capacity to which it was said. Had they showed the whole thing. Mm. See, I, I didn't see the whole thing. Yeah, it got posted in this love and marriage. Uh, No, no, it got. So the same people who have the love and marriage Huntsville, no chaser group, got a bell collective group. Gotcha. And somebody that was at that brunch posted the video in the group. Gotcha. Yeah. And so that's the first thing. Latrice said weeks went by and then all of a sudden, Letitia is arguing with her about what was said at the brunch when initially she was like, she talked to her multiple times and never once was Letitia like, you know, when you said this or you said that at the brunch, you know, it offended people. It offended me. She was like, yeah, she waited to the cameras was rolling to have a problem with it. And I believe that because that's teachers and more like, I, I am hollering at your analysis of like her and how she is on the show because I'll be damned if it's not spot on. Because why the fuck do you never seem to have a mind of your own, Letitia? And and even even with the whole when Latrice was like she's like a, she's a coworker and her acting all fake appalled and fake sad and fake feelings hurt and mm, you I'm I'm thinking we friends and it's that there is no way you think you're my friend. When every time I see you with So Gucci or with Marie, you are engaging in conversations where these ladies are tearing me fucking down and talking about me like a dog. Right? Like, let's talk about it. Cause I'm sitting here like, God, girl, I know you fucking like literally. How do you think we friends and you, you, we friends, but yet. You kicking it with my ops, bitch. What? <laughs> like, what? And not even kicking it with my ops. You hang with these ladies and they feel comfortable enough to always have conversations tearing me down. And you don't never cut it off at the knees like, hey, that's between y'all. I'm not trying to hear that. I fuck with both of y'all. So I'm not about to let neither one of y'all sit up with me and drag each other to hell. I right? that type of bitch, and I don't stand for that. Like That's you, the total opposite of women's empowerment. I, let's talk about it, because, like, you don't even act like a friend towards Latrice, so why are you upset that she's saying that y'all are co-workers? Because, bitch, y'all are. I would say probably the only one, like, 
like you and Marie are friends. You and Gucci are friends. Y'all, which I mean, fakes of a feather flock together. Like y'all are friends. It seems like, um, like Latrice and Tambra are friends. But as far as y'all and Latrice, y'all are co-workers. And not only that, um, and again, like I said, y'all know I watch these on YouTube. Someone made an excellent comment on the YouTube channel. It's like. When it comes to other shows, right, like even if like the cast themselves have individual clicks and stuff, we at least see like them, right? Like like um like we talked about earlier, Merit to Medicine, like we'll see, you know, Toya on Simone's Instagram or whatever, right? Like we'll see Robin and Giselle hanging out in real life. You know, they do a podcast shit or whatever, right? We don't see none of that with the Bell Collective ladies. No. And and again, you know. Somebody asking you, like, what what do you think about Letitia and Glenn? And her saying, um, we, we co-workers and I don't think nothing about their personal business. What you mad for? Because as it currently stands, you got Marie who continues to overstep her boundaries when it comes to you and Glenn. You got Cliff who oversteps his boundaries when it comes to you and Glenn. Latrice did the right thing. I don't have shit to say. I'm going to mind my business. And you, uh, I'm starting to figure out that one of the reasons Glenn act and carry on the way he do is because you saying one thing and you doing another. Because why are y'all still hanging together, spending time together, at events together if you don't want to be with this man, if you want to get divorced? Y'all went from the the first part of the season claiming he was st- he was stalking you and following you, and after you seen them episodes where he was putting tracking devices on you, you still continue to be with this man. But then when y'all together, you act like he can't fucking touch you or that you don't want to be bothered or see his face. Like think, it's just it's very weird. I think you brought that up a while ago. Is that like it's not excusing Glenn at all because he is a fuck nigga. It just kind of makes sense. Like she acting is one of the things where like she acting big and bad for the cameras, but behind closed doors, like she a lover girl. She behind right, closed doors, she probably can't keep her goddamn hands off Glenn. And right. he better not act like he gonna smile in another bitch face. And he right. better bring his motherfucking ass home and gravel and beg and, and all kind of shit. And he probably doing that too. Well, some of it. I think he doing some of it. But again, it's like y'all doing that behind closed doors, but then on the cameras, you acting like you acting like you are the, you, you you acting like you every woman. It's all in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this at this rodeo thing, I just thought it was very weird that they were all there and Letitia is quite literally talking about Latrice and Cliff behind their backs while she's in the same room with them. Instead of pulling them to the side and having a conversation with them, she you plot this one. She she's a she's a she's a mean girl that don't want that try to act like she's not a mean girl. Yeah, she's a mean girl. She and she's the worst kind of mean girl. She's a mean girl who's finding that sense of popularity later in life, and so mm-hmm. now she's trying to take up. She's trying to make up for every moment where she felt inadequate and small. By by doing going the extra mile to be weird and fucking mean. Yep. Yeah, it's very weird. And even the even the shit with Tambra, Tambra ain't did shit to Marie. Tambra ain't did shit to Letitia. To be honest, Tambra ain't did shit to none of the girls in that group. 
right? <laughs> if really we are to be honest, annoying really voice of fucking side and congratulations on the baby, Tambra. Yes. Voice aside, Tambra has not done anything to violate these ladies. I can honestly say Tambra is one of the few women across the plat- these various platforms of reality TV who really does not keep up messy shit. I legit really don't. I legit cannot remember one like messy or like real bad thing she's done. Like though, literally the worst thing you can say about Tamara is that her voice is annoying, which I can agree with that. But like, but that like that's not you know what I'm saying that's that's something she can't control. You know what I'm saying? Like it's nothing like we've never seen Tamara <clears throat> sit up and gossip about other ladies or try to orchestrate a. Uh, you know, ambushing the other ladies or we've never seen her try to go talk to nobody's exes and dig up dirt on them to try to bring back to the group and be fucking weird and all this kind of shit. Whole time, Marie got a whole husband. She estranged from that lady ain't even fucking divorced. Right. Just fucking weird to be that nasty to Tambra because you think she a liar. And again, even to that, if she a liar, but she not lying to you, you should just mind your business. You don't have no proof of nothing she lied about. You went back to an abusive person she dated to try to get leverage on her, only to t- prove her relationship is a lie, only for her and this man to be expecting a fucking baby. Dicks was, in fact, entering pussies. Correct. Babies was being fucking made. Mind your fucking business, boy. That shit is a, it's annoying. And Tisha, you don't you don't stand ten toes down on nothing, and sitting up here talking about class and 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 being offensive, bitch. You are sitting in this confessional with a with a Lane Bryant bra showing underneath your goddamn blazer. These fucking scam powerment brunches, and then done told on yourself talking about our target audience is the working class. That's how you know you a fucking crook. That the these nine to five ass people, ninety five percent of them will not be able to start a business and sustain it for years to fucking come. And this is why we call them scam powerment because you put the select few of successful motherfuckers in front of these women and you dangle them like a carrot on some this could be you shit when it absolutely could not be them. It couldn't be them. And you don't talk about the real part of business ownership. How that for a majority of new business owners don't pay them fucking sales. When they make profit, they sink it right back into the business or they pay, they play, pay they one or two employees versus paying themselves. They basically working for free. Like just all in all full of shit is what I will say about Letitia. Yeah. She, she mad full of shit. She mad full of shit, but don't want to stand on the fact that she full of shit. Yeah, for sure. Which, which is, which I mean, her, her biggest three, friends and allies Marie and so Gucci two other motherfuckers who also full of shit and don't stand on their shit yep yep just full of shit and also when Letitia has this conversation with Latrice I knew that this bitch was putting on for the cameras because there's no way you can claim Latrice is tearing anybody down and not bring up the fact that Marie goes digging for dirt on Latrice all of the time. So Gucci starts it with Latrice. So Gucci been mad for 40 days and 40 nights about this building that she dropped the ball on. I just want to know how I I, want to know how Latrice is tearing people down 
and how Letitia could say that with a straight face when your friend Marie literally has been a terrorist since day fucking one of this show. Your whole ass friend Marie literally went to someone's ex who was an abuser to try to dig up dirt. And you don't see no problem with that. But yet Latrice is the one that's tearing people down. All right, man. All right. All right. Yeah. Full of shit. Again, Latrice could be messy. I for sure hate Cliff. Right. But this this whole discourse between Marie, Latrice, and, and Latrice and so Gucci, it is not Latrice's doing. And also, to add to that, I also don't like that they keep bringing up this drinking shit, trying to make it seem like she has a problem. Yeah. Like, it just really feels like y'all are grouping together just to try to make a smear campaign against someone to justify how you and others treat her when she has done nothing to y'all in order to justify that. And most of, if not all of the things that y'all are trying to smear her with, you motherfuckers do. Yeah. That's the most outlandish part of it. The knees of iron, you bitches. Like, what is wrong with y'all? Yeah. That's the part that gets on my nerves the most about this is that it's a bunch of 40 plus year old women screaming about empowerment yet doing none of it. While doing the the complete opposite of empowering. So, you know, I'm I'm ramping it up this season because I'm not willing to uh overlook the 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 hypocrisy and so we're going to have our foot on next th- for this next season uh for this season of Bell Collective cuz enough is enough and I want Carlos King to start getting other people to host the reunions because he don't really be I feel like much like Andy he don't rock the boat too much but I need y'all to start rocking the boat on these shows and calling these women out now with now with this show, I feel like he was doing more boat rocking on uh, love uh, love and marriage. Yeah, but for, but for this one, he don't go as hard. Yeah, well, that was it. We'll be back next week, um, giving it, you know, giving it to y'all how we do. It's good to have some of our favorite shows back, and we hope the mess is plentiful uh, so that we can continue to be awful fucking people. But we out.